is cultural contrarian want to couple cover a couple of topics um, during this podcast some interesting things have been happening and if, if for those inside my PMA they have a visibility which the public does not have and as cultural contrarian I do share information that I choose to show in the show in the public domain on my Facebook page uh, there's some new videos up on YouTube shorts just the educationally kind of 30 second bullet points and some of this stuff is popping up on TikTok so I I wanted to um, share that I'm listening to some of the other media giants as to kind of how to pierce the conscience and fortunately I have an inventory of content behind me which provides the consistency of my messaging so if uh, if something gets a little bit more visibility hopefully people can dive into that inventory and I've also become aware of a couple of individuals that are um, stepping out on the line. They're, they're moving closer into confronting those who represent authority who are acting unlawfully. And uh, they're, they're hearing it first time. There's been uh, some subtle rumblings of advice being shared around about if you don't have a record, it didn't happen. So this is a, a word of advice for everybody within my ears, my voice's reach that whenever you step into public, press the record button on your phone. When you get home and you didn't need it, just delete the darn thing. But if you step in front of a public servant, the only record you have is that which you create. If you have no record, the conversation never took place. It winds up in the, the repetitive plaintiff lawyer in the Johnny Depp trial saying objection hearsay objection hearsay hearsay is inadmissible it's not evidence it's narrative it's a story I had a conversation with a friend I said man these are very compelling stories it's a very emotionally heart pulling journey that you're taking me on and I'm not insensitive to the pain of this story that you can tell me that happened with all these individuals but that story has no power other than an emotional response to me. I can't do anything with the story. I can't affect change because it's in the domain of hearsay. So if you're dealing with a public servant, get out of the domain of hearsay and record it. You don't need to tell them you're recording unless you're in private and there is a clearly established expectation of privacy. But if you're in public and in, that, in an area that doesn't say restricted or private property, you're in public record it so um, I made a, a kind of a snarky comment with a, a, my group of people saying you know what maybe I should go on a circuit and go before the school boards and just do a three-minute speech and exit out and speak to both the board and the citizens so I wanted to share with you a pretty meaty, pretty deep three-minute message. So bear with me. I'm going to read this to you. As a resident of the Commonwealth, which I reside, and as you its taxpayer, I'd like to thank you to not interrupt me from exercising my constitutional right to be secure in my Fourth Amendment right to exercise my First Amendment right. 
as a free law-abiding citizen not contracted with your district, I am not obliged to abide by your policies and intend to speak in a respectful, professional, and direct manner to those in the audience, live or online. It is with a heavy heart that I stand before you desiring to be a beacon of truth and encourage people to take notes or play this back on the record. What I'm about to share is a truth that certainly will be rebutted with fabrication and narrative. Now, the Supreme Court has ruled in Graham versus Connor that it is not reasonable for public servants to know or even understand the laws which they must follow, let alone enforce. Further, in Fraser v. Cup, in the Fraser v. Cup ruling, public servants will not be accountable to lies, as they are protected through qualified immunity to make what are called misstatements, misrepresentations, and mischaracterizations, never lies and rarely perjurious. Accountability and transparency of public servants is not a default obligation nor expectation as their violations are often unchecked and the effort to be held accountable is beyond comprehension so it doesn't happen by a normal citizen. We are all united as humans and what separates us here is some have taken an oath to serve and others desire to be served lawfully. Unfortunately, our community has not taken the steps or even understand the steps to ensure our public officials act according to their sworn oath. Respectfully, our public servants often simply take a seat that was previously vacated and just try to do a better job than the person before them, carrying forward the same protections. Parents laud support and affirmation when things are good, and they chastise and condemn when things are bad. Parents, I implore you to know your lane. Accept that publication is a constitutionally dead zone. All of your unalienable rights have been vetoed and replaced by policies and policy enforcers. You all have consented to be employees. Your children are wards of the state, not in loco parentis. You have signed that agreement and have no rights. Just ask them. Do I have a right under the Fourth Amendment to be secure absent of a lawfully wa obtained warrant? Their answer will be no. They will search your kids' backpacks, take their phones, search their cars, and threaten to punish them if they don't comply. Write this down, folks, and study it. 42 U.S.C. 1983 and 18 U.S.C. 241 and 242. So my message is, suck it up, Buttercup. We the people, just not this people, have consented and sometimes contract to everything which we complain about. It's up to you to retrain and reframe if you want to be free or be that annoying person complaining to a wall which has no duty or obligation to respond or comply. They are not public servants. They are actors. You just may not know what that means. Ignore their rebuttal and do your own research. Thank you. So, I read that at a pace that would be a little bit longer than three minutes. Because when I read it quickly, it goes in three minutes. But that, there is so much meat 
in that three-minute segment that it needs to be parsed. And it's almost like every sentence needs to be described in more detail because I am bringing truth from the foundation of our Constitution, from the laws, from Pennsylvania state statutes, and the authority that is codified in law that has been delegated to those servants as is limited by their oath. And just those couple of sentences I just strung together there is meat in itself. And we as citizens have never been taught this in school. We have been conditioned that we, our freedoms, are actually permissions permissions and privileges that we must get from those in authority. Now, there are terms, times where that is an absolutely true case. But I want to empower someone with a simple acronym, JSN. We hate acronyms, but it's very simple. Just say no. Thank you, Adam. Just say no. And then if you don't know why you should say no when somebody's asking you something, learn why it's important to say no, because no generally comes with a consequence if you avoid saying it. So when you download an application and you say, I agree to having read the terms and services of this agreement, and you don't do it, why are you clicking yes? Why are you clicking yes instead of let your no be no and let your yes be a yes? And it's very empowering when you say no, but it's even more empowering when you have the knowledge and the basis as to why it is important to say no. Because you say, no, it's not unreasonable for them to search your kids' backpacks at school because of whatever allegation that lurks out there in the name of safety. So then let your no be a no. Say it's okay. Say yes. So when the police come to your door as a phone call from CPS because there's an allegation that you beat your child and they, it's an exigent circumstance and they come and batter in your door and you say no. No, let your yes be yes because you're agreeing it's okay for them to search you and for them to come into your house and make sure that your child is okay because of some allegation from some stranger. So I'm just giving you two compare and contrast inside of the PMA, the Private Membership of Cultural Contrarian, I provide a pathway that you can hook up to the train, which has got multiple engines hooked to it, by the way, to pull you along. And I'm not expecting you to come from the caboose and come all the way up to the engine. I just want you to jump aboard and you can consume at your own pace. I have some people that are very, some people that are very close to the engine and, and they talk to the engineer. But there are some people that are just watching the train pass them by and saying, well, I'll figure it out. And I'm saying step out of the train tracks because the train that's going to hit you isn't me. It's the high-speed rail of what's coming in behind the state in retaliation for what you don't know you're stepping into. If you don't get it on the record, the conversation never happened. If you think you can take this fight on your own, I'm like, more power to you. I have more people coming into my PMA that thought they could do it on their own, and I cautioned them. I'm like, ah, just be careful. These are some of the things that you can anticipate. You can anticipate the whiplash crack of the retaliation of the, the, the law enforcement side, 
or you can get sucked into the path of legal argument, of process and procedure in cases that you're going to have to hire that attorney. So you're going to have to pay someone or you're going to spend the countless and countless hours of trying to respond that negative argument based upon case and precedent because they're telling you to go down this path. Here's your path. You have the right of appeal. Absolutely. Get that attorney. You want to argue with the the special education department regarding an IEP, but you've never read the IDEA. And you don't even may not even be aware of the wraparound services that are available for certain children with an MA number. And that you're arguing and discussing things in private and you're signing documents in private where you would benefit from having an advocate sitting beside you or even the, the, the legal, the lawyer advocate beside to advocate for your child because it's notorious that the bullying of an IEP meeting that happens that's not on the record because it's in private, right? You're in a private room, no recordings going on. The bullying that happens in there is to convince you parents that the school has the right answer. Why? Because the school doesn't have the desire to redirect the financial monies to the support mechanisms that are required to fulfill those IEP obligations. So they're going to convince you that the accommodation that they provide is satisfactory as opposed to the, the appropriate accommodation that is required by the law. They just don't want to spend the money to acquire it. So this is a very complex issue, folks, and if you can hear from the breadth of the topics I'm talking about, that I'm, an, I'm, I'm the master of none. I'm just a, a brain that has consumed and continues to consume to share with others that are in the PMA and say, come along and learn. And it, it, just recently, I got somebody that was objectionable to the pricing threshold, which I set forward to get inside the PMA. I'm like, yeah. What I have is a value or it's of no value. That price point is not a threshold. I'm trying to facilitate people to get into a conversation with me. I provide so much material on the outside world, on Facebook, on YouTube, my eBooks. I give you access to free information that you could be learning and maybe going down the, what I teach on my podcast to go do your own research. More power to you. I love you for it. In that article, I, in that what I read to the school board, I said, write this down and study it. 42 U.S.C. 1983, 18 U.S.C. 241 and 242. If you're a listener, do it on your own. I can give you much more context about it, but maybe you have the time and energy to go and get that on your own. And I'm like, amen. Go consume, go do. I need more people to consume and go do. Because I'm, a, I'm such a lonely voice and I can't get outside of the social media veil of silence, deplatforming, shadow banning. I can't be reached. They shut me down. I have this little podcast right here that doesn't reach very far because it is, it's my own RSS feed, but it, I can't get it out. I can't get it out. I can't get any pers- media personality to listen, talk, or interact. So I'm in my own little bubble until others are able to come into my bubble or share with others about this little bubble and what a wonderful family we have in the PMA. And if the price is the uh, objectionable to you, 
I'm not insensitive that, to that. I've never been insensitive to it. Any narrative contrary is a lie, not based in truth or evidence. And I say, introduce yourself to me. Tell me what you've listened to me in the free domain already. Explain to me your personal circumstances and pull on my heartstrings and say, listen, I got five kids and I've got this going on in my life and I want to learn from what you have, but I can't part with that amount of money. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I, I can understand that. Are you willing to come in, read my PMA agreement first? Read that. That's a number of pages. After you're done reading that, and you understand the mission, purpose, and principles behind my organization, then come back to me and say, wow, this isn't what I thought. Are you willing to honor and abide by that? Sure, yeah. Well, then affirm my PMA. Now, let's talk about what your pricing concerns are. If you understand what I have as value and you're going to protect the integrity and the mission of my goal to keep you safe, it comes down to your safety and if you're willing to honor and respect me in that, then I'll make the pricing issues a non-issue. We will discuss that, and it's personal, and it's private. It's nobody's flipping business, what I say to another person based upon their personal circumstances. And that's my honor and pledge to you, and I would expect that back in return, that you would not share that what I provided to you is available to anyone else. Because everyone is an individual, and I want to treat you as an individual. But if you don't talk to me, that's, that's, that's what you get. You get my PMA, you get that price, figure it out on your own. But if you talk to me, not insensitive. I'm actually quite a compassionate person. And if you, ever, if you ever attempt to frame that I'm going for a money grab, get away from me. I don't want to hear you. Just leave. This is not for you. Because you have created a false idol of me to provide an excuse for yourself why you aren't willing to step and come in and consume. That sounds pretty harsh, but really it's a reflection of you trying to create a barrier why you won't commit. Because I'm telling you, it's not a financial thing. If you don't value me for a cup of coffee and you're, you're drinking coffee every week, then you don't need to listen to me. I have no value. I put out a 30-minute broadcast, which is about how long it takes to commit a drink a cup of coffee. So if you you could maybe I should charge you per per listen, per post, per per screen. I don't think that's fair and I don't think it's reasonable, but if that's what people desire, I'm willing to talk about it. See, see how flexible I am? Do not frame me as being rigid. So now I'm going to segue into something that to, to me is kind of exciting. Um I want to introduce you to one of my PMA members who happens to share the same last name. His name is Adam Miller. He's a self-identified, and I will identify him as a millennial, that he is a young man. He's got an, an energetic brain, and he and I have similar challenges on what is happening in our brain coming out of our mouth or coming through our fingers on a, on a, on a keyboard. We have similar challenges in that, but he and I resonate, we echo, and we've spent countless hours on the phone going back and forth, and each one of those conversations in the past week should have been a conversation that you all should have been participating in, because the learning that was happening by Adam, by me communicating with him, he would say was been 
enriching and his feedback and counsel to me has been enriching to me and he has earned a place in my sphere those people that know my spheres of care concern and influence inside that sphere of care and I'm able to speak truth to him in love and he's able to speak truth to me in love because we're we are rooted at the same foundation it's so beautiful when you have a similar anchor point where your roots are firmly entrenched and his got more he has some more growing to, to get those roots in deeper and he knows it and he'll admit it but when we're anchored in that same foundation of truth we can reconcile many of our challenges i'll reflect it upon him he'll reflect it upon me so i'm excited to tell you that Adam and I are going to be, I'm going to transition my podcast that I will do a podcast and then there will be a podcast where it will be Adam and I, myself, discussing and rolling down a topic. And one thing that you will find is he and I talk that we, the, the conversation bridges and we call them rabbit holes, rabbit trails. We go through these rabbit trails and each of us are keen to bring us back to the entrance to the rabbit hole because while we may journey down we will come back to the entrance point because it's part of that journey it's part of the learning experience to understand why it branched because we needed clarity at the entrance point so it might be a little bit challenging i'm hoping it will be engaging and entertaining and i've enjoyed the heck out of it and i'm looking forward to bringing it bringing it up on my podcast so that was a brain dump in, in a couple of 20 minutes, and I, I hope you um, share this, share it with others. Um, exciting stuff. I, I picked up a, a box load of papers from the printer, sent emails out relative to things that are um, moving forward quickly, covering off my bases, dot and I's, cross, cross and T's. Envelopes are being prepared. Uh, it's exciting time. And... Here's the fun part, folks. If you're following what's going on with my lawsuit, the evidence continues to get added to the hopper. It's just amazing. It's like pride. As I've always said, just stop. Get on your knees. Repent. Work on restoration. I have always been available to help navigate this complex mess. I have never wanted to go into federal court. Never, never, never. But that's my only remedy when your pride is so strong and you are ignoring me and you're going to just continually attack and say really nasty things that doesn't hurt me. But that's the evidence that I bring before the, the, the process in which they are choosing to go. It's their choice. I can't do anything. I'm powerless. But when you take away something from me, which is my freedom and my constitutional rights, I have the ability to seek remedy and it's their choice that they've ignored me ignored me and said this is nothing well nothing is going to be something no you're not going to be able to go to the qualified immunity legal resources to do this you've lost that qualified immunity folks i'm speaking to the public servants that are getting paperwork soon you've lost that because that is ripped away you have to go get personal representation. You made the decision. Taxpayers are not going to be paying this legal bill. This, you did this as actors. 
in violation of your oath. So when you do things in your private person capacity, you don't get the protections afforded to you in your personal, in your professional capacity. That's gone. So reach into your checkbook, go get a good civil rights attorney and pay them a retainer for them to review the documents when they arrive. And then you can file your response to the court. And then as the proceedings move forward, you will need to increase your retainer amount because there's a lot of documents for you to go through and it's, that won't be cheap for you, but that's I'm, I, I'm sympathetic. That's that's unfortunate. I mean, I know it's going to cost some money to read read through all of my exhibits once I dump them on you, and that's 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 sad. I I know that that's going to be impacting summer vacation next year and maybe college dues. I I don't know. I don't know what your financial situation is, but I know it's it's not something that I would want to voluntarily do and spending money on an attorney where I could have easily months ago resolved this issue. But that's the, the attorney piece is one piece because when, when it gets before the judge and he gets to make his decision, maybe he gives you a, gives you a little bit of a tap on, the, tap on the wrist or maybe based upon the presentation and the evidence, he makes a different decision. I, again, I have no influence over the judge. I can just present the facts as they exist and show how what unreasonable really looks like and let the judge and I hope the jury hear the words that these people have put in writing read out loud for the jury to hear them not hearsay on the record fantastic let my words be read on the record love it love it so with that As I always say, put this in your intellectual pipe and smoke it. This is Modern Babylon Podcast. Join me on Facebook, on the Facebook page. Take a look at me on YouTube. And crazy enough, I got stuff leaking out on TikTok as well. I understand 15 seconds, 30 seconds is what people are keyed into and they just scroll, 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 scroll. Unfortunately, I'm not visible on Instagram. That one got shut down. (laughs) (laughs) But everybody have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. And look forward to uh, introducing you all to Adam. Take care.